Not everything metal was created equal. What an ugly thing to say. The Metal Sucks Podcast. Chickity Chuck and Godless attempt to bring order to chaos or just make stupid jokes about dumb people. Stupid. A person below normal intelligence. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast. Greetings and salutations, my yeah. fine metal friends. Welcome right. to another edition of the Metal Sucks Podcast. How you doing? I'm Chuck. And I am Godless. And this is your weekly Are examination we of all things metal, the Metal Sucks Podcast. Uh Buddy, it's South by Southwest week. Uh, I know that not a lot of people give a shit about South by Southwest, but we do at least because we're going to be in the middle of it and it's going to be insane. Yeah, we're doing the panel with Ryan Downey. And, yeah, it's going to uh, be awesome. Uh, Jan, one of the founders of Cream Magazine. Which is cool. We're going to talk about so how cool. awesome interviewers we are. <laughs> I don't know about all that, but but it, it's it's really interesting because I've been giving it a lot of thought because I'm like, well, how the fuck do I re- really? I mean, how do, how do we fit into that really? But I, I think that there are so many different takes on how to interview and what to do in an interview and what you get out of an interview that uh, the three people that are on that panel, uh, as far because you're the moderator, right? And it's me and Ryan and and Jan that, that are in the in that as far as like the experts or whatever. But uh-huh. obviously we're together. Uh, I think that you've got three different styles of interviewing for three different reasons. You know, you got somebody who's a little more journalistic, like news oriented. You got somebody who's a little more like long form. Then you've got us who just want to ask Dick questions. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a little bit of everything. I love it. I love it. But even you and I got different perspectives on I, interviewing. Totally. So I really, yeah. It's yeah. kind of yeah. cool. And you, we are going to get one in this episode. We're going to be talking to Melanie Parsons later in this episode from Royal Thunder. And we did not talk about chicks and metal. I am so proud of this interview. Uh, dude, it was it was really it was a lot of fun i mean yeah. a a lot of fun and i'm we made sure like uh, made a point ahead of time like talked about it we're like look we don't we don't want to sit here and dwell on this chicks and metal thing because she's a woman kind of deal because it, it didn't it, feel right anyway exactly and yeah. and i'm and but you know that's the angle that so many people take because you know somebody's because got a vagina that, we got one of the coolest metal stories you've ever heard we were gonna hold this interview because their album doesn't come out till april we we're gonna hold on to this for a little while and i was like no we gotta we gotta put this one gotta out. put it out because they're gonna be playing during south by southwest and and yeah we got we gotta put this one out because and, and she was awesome it, how is it that this story that she she's got has not I'm, come out before. i know i know oh, this is so good That's because everybody else is busy asking about chicks and metal exactly so yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah 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 so i i think this i'm very happy about this one plus we're also going to talk to doc coil in this episode and his uh recent article on vh1 because now he's all big and popular and stuff yeah. and still wrong and still completely <laughs> fucking wrong so yeah yeah we're going to talk to him about metal puritans and what that means in in, in the world of what we what we would call the middle metal elite or internet metal nerds in some cases and uh, yeah so we're going to talk about that in this episode we're also going to get a new song from royal thunder and what else oh we're going to play something from catch the throne from uh fr- from the uh new game of thrones mixtape volume two thing or whatever that's not like not music that's going to go in the show is it or it's just what do you mean it's just, oh no 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 no! It's, just, it's like yeah, based it's based on like lyrics and stuff are based on the show, right? Just a really really Snoop Dogg's got a fucking song, yeah. on it, So I don't think that's going to be in Game of Thrones. <laughs> They're trying their soon. best to just try to keep people like get people excited about the show coming the, back, right? which is what's funny is is that they don't need to. 
Yeah, you know, it's it's Game of Thrones. They, yeah. But they're so, inside the bubble, man. I guess, man, but I don't think they, I mean, no, they got to realize that there's, it's like, come on, dude. Yeah. It, it's Game of Thrones. I'm waiting for, like, the, like, Mad Men mixtape to get people excited about the upcoming season of Mad Men. It's oh, a whole bunch of, no, like, Mad Men is over. Pig Destroyer. Is no, it, they got one more season. Oh, do they? Or I, half season. I don't watch Mad Men, so. Oh, you know. that's my show. That no, and uh, House of Cards. No, see, uh, Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, anything with like wizards and zombies and shit like i'm, I'm totally there yeah but that that goes without saying oh yeah uh, me and my again, we've beard. got different perspectives a little bit a little bit uh which was uh, uh, one of the things that popped up this week was uh was the whole uh mia khalifa thing right right and uh and you didn't know who she was i have no idea i read that i read i just saw that piece and i was like "Ooh, mia khalifa i'm gonna click on that yeah and when Vincent said that he didn't know who she was, I'm like, there's no bullshit. How do you not how do you not know, <laughs> I didn't know. who she is? Yeah. And you didn't know either. Nah. That's that uh, oh. I don't spend enough time on the porn sites, man. And <sighs> I'll be honest with you, I haven't actually spent any time on porn. Maybe a grand total of like three minutes. That's how long it took. Yeah, in the, like the last like four six months, and a lot of changes in porn in four to six months. Uh, no, not uh, not really. Yeah, I mean, no, no. Yeah, Man, she's mean, she's been around for a while. She's like number two on Pornhub. Number, uh, yeah, I mean, like, but with a bullet. Well, yeah, kind of. I mean, because because her country wants to shoot her with. Well, her. yeah, exactly. Yeah, because she's from. Uh... She's got me shooting dust right now. I mean, it's it, it's like it's not, yeah from Lebanon, I think. Or Lebanon, like that. Yeah. right? Yeah, uh, yeah, and whoa, dude. Yeah. That's the cool thing about her is that she is dangerous, man. And here she is. She's this cute, like little, like you know, big boobed, talented, smart porn star, and you know. uh the entire nation wants to like shut out, shut down the entire internet. Well, if you don't know what we're talking about, there was a picture of her basically wearing a Maru- Mar- Marutu, Maruta. I think it was the band of wearing a shirt from the, this death metal band uh, from Florida, and and it was like the probably the most times I'd seen that name <laughs> because it was on her tits. So like, ooh, hello, <laughs> how are you doing? Oh, yeah. I, I was almost more fascinated with the pictures on the wall behind her. It looked like she was like in some like. Are you are you one of those porn guys? Do you, <laughs> yeah. do you, do you look at the set and go, "Hey man, I could totally see the boom mic over there in the it, corner." It, it's terrible. It's like you think I was cross-eyed or something. <laughs> like one eye looking at the dick going in, and the other eye looking at whatever's on the wall. <laughs> you know? Like man, how do you how do you pull that off? <laughs> I, I have no idea what's happening other than that right there. That's impressive. Yeah, she's got like there's like some dude with a mouth open and it looks like there's like bugs and i don't know what the hell's going on in there seriously i did not even notice what was behind her i have no idea i was like i don't know what you're talking about i was like well she's got these cute glasses on she's got a little red headband she's wearing a marutu shirt and she had uh leggings on there i mean i could describe exactly what she looked like in that picture nothing about the context like no i have no idea about the context but i more than anything i was just like it thought it was insane you guys had no idea who she was well that and i mean who knew who Maruta was until now, right? Well, maybe the luckiest yeah. death metal band on earth. Not only because um, the guy's got the coolest it's because job, they're hanging apparently. out with fucking me Khalifa's. Yeah, it's just like, hello. That's, 
I said, the luckiest yeah. little band on earth. Well, that's what uh, I think they were speculating that one of the guys of the band works in the porn industry, yeah. which, you know. Hey, if if you're a Maruta and you work in the porn industry, could you please contact Metal Sucks so that we can get you on here to interview you because we got so many questions. I mean, if nothing else, you and know. we're not going to ask the obvious questions because we might find out some of the coolest shit about I'm you. I'm going to ask the obvious questions <laughs> yeah. about the porn industry. Sorry, my friend. <laughs> uh, that, I was like, yeah, I, that's where I would go with that because I want to know some I want to know some stuff, man. I really do. Like, how do I get a job? Like, so, <laughs> I, how great is it that I mean, when I look at like top five or top ten on Pornhub, historically, it's all these very petite, big boobed white girls, and yeah, usually, blondes. Like, eight of them are blonde. Yeah, yeah, and it's that's it. And then here she is. She's totally like revolutionizing what people are interested in. I mean, the idea that she's number one or number two is pretty awesome, but it turns out that I think a hell of a lot of people are downloader, downloading her overseas. Well, yeah. Well, and it's also something it's something different. I mean, you know. So, so, so people aren't interested in different? Every once in a while, no. you know. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes you got to mix it up every once in a while, man. You know, because the pattern is the same yeah, over but, and over uh, again. Dude, a, a porn dude's mix it up is it's a redhead this time. Well, <laughs> that, yeah, well, exactly. I, I mean, that, but that, you, come on. I mean, she's, she's, she's got, got olive f- skin. You know, it's a little bit. It's, she's you mix got it a few differences. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. I want to look at busty latinas this week you know yeah, i mean so be it but but i mean let's be honest like culturally and racially she traditionally would be just in one of those like yeah. subcategories over the right that you wonder who does click on maybe that. we should relate this back to metal somehow oh, yeah. <laughs> this is not our porn the porn podcast that i want to do uh, just so i can like you know talk to porn stars yeah. you know hey by the way i'm doing this podcast why don't you come over to my house well i guess I, what i wanted to kind of dry it too is like here she is it's somewhat similar to uh bell knox who i'm a big fan of like she is dangerous she's got an entire nation pissed off her parents have disowned her you know it's like she is more metal than anybody else in the metal world right now why is it that there's nothing anybody's saying or doing inside metal is is anywhere close to as awesome as her yeah because nobody's scared of anybody in in, in metal anymore yeah. you, you know it's the the masks aren't frightening the right. fake blood isn't frightening you know nobody's you know or they're a parody of themselves yeah you know? well and you know we don't we talked about it before on the podcast about you know we don't get blamed for the shootings anymore we don't get blamed for that stuff anymore and, and then when the dude does do something pretty pretty you know out there but not saying i condone it or anything but you know when you you know desecrate the grave of a <laughs> metal icon <laughs> right. everybody gets their t- panties in a twist yeah well you know we got to make sure that we police our own right and, no you know and because yeah, we can't you, do anything that offends but, anybody but, right, so that's bad enough okay you 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 know everybody gets all in a tiff that's that that's bad all right because it's sort of like eh, get get over it yeah but then what really does like make it suck is the apology that followed now well, we already but, talked about it yeah. but you know own it own yeah. it. Be like that Hod who are like, yeah, we peed all over his face. What the hell? <laughs> you know, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. You know? We played them last week on my show. <laughs> yeah, they were great. Hey, man. It's it's one of those things, man. Yeah. Uh, 
I, I just don't think anybody's willing to to take that to to take it to that level and actually have an opinion about shit how, anymore. Yeah, that's why I love that's why I love being on Metal Sucks. Yeah, <laughs> because <laughs> if nothing else, the yeah, it's the big f you to everybody else. Well, you know? yeah, except for <laughs> two, there are two people that we can't piss off. <laughs> oh. I can say from personal experience. <laughs> okay, all right. Sorry, Vince. Sorry, Axel. We love you. All right, cool. Other than that, all right, cool. Yeah, <laughs> it just makes Ansel laugh. That's See, <laughs> see, yeah. see, see, for you, it's like you're worried about pissing off anybody else, and for me, it's like I know that they're the only, they're the first ones who would get pissed off, depending on what uh, I say. So, yeah. You know, do I worry? Yeah, I do worry about yeah. pissing people off because I like people. You know? Yeah, okay. You know? <laughs> so I, yeah, you, you don't care. Oh, can I say something real quick? So, yeah. like, uh, uh, I I started a Facebook page. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. So Godless Speaks is now on Facebook. And at Godless Speaks. What are you trying Twitter. to do? You're trying to branch out here? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I'm not branching out. It's like it I was like, it was like middle of the night, and I was like, I should, you, the guys had said that's why I brought it up. The guys said you should, guys should have a Facebook page. And I was like, oh yeah, you should. And then I was like, well, I should start one for the whole show. But then I was like, well. I I, eh. I was gonna like let you know, but then I was well, like, but well, it's also good. I think I think it's also good for you because you like the separation of church and state. You know, I, I th- you don't want everybody that knows you going. You you're called godless, <laughs> do you? Yeah, it's a little bit of that. So so, so uh, uh, but I'm gonna make an announcement on the Facebook page this week. So friend me whatnot. Oh, which, like it. Like which the, announcement? Yeah, I'm gonna make. Oh, the, like, an announcement. The 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 announcement. The announcement. Which oh, okay. I, we still haven't you know announced. I've the thought about. I've, I was thinking about. It, I was like. I thought we needed to do that this week. Yeah, no, we'll do it. Uh, okay. I'm going to do it on right. f- the Facebook page, and then we'll talk about it on the show. But afterwards. if there's anybody who's smart who figures out that it's his pay- Facebook page and he goes to his other posts, you can find it. Yeah. So it's already there. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's all good. Snoops, man. Yeah. Internet snoops. People are, people are smarter than you think. All right, maybe oh, not. not true. Okay, <laughs> Somebody who is smarter than, well, no, I had no idea. I, she's just fucking awesome. It's Melanie Parsons, man. Royal <laughs> Thunder. Uh, you know, I caught them during South by Southwest a couple times. Was it last year, year before? They played a, several shows here uh, during South by Southwest, and they're going to be doing it again this year. And they've got a new record coming out called Crooked, Crooked Doors. comes out, I think, April 7th. And we got a chance to talk to Melanie Parsons from Royal Thunder on the Metal Sucks podcast. Hey, it's Mel from Royal Thunder. I'm sorry to call it a weird time, but... uh... Hey, what's going on? How you doing? I'm glad we got you because I was like, oh, no, we're going to miss you. Yeah, I was uh, I was trying to call Poland, and apparently I'm a fucking dinosaur and have troubles using Skype. It's it was like a nightmare. It was thirty minutes of us trying to get the video to work, and oh. I was like, dude, should we? I, it might be easier if I just call you. Like, could have spent that time. See, this is easy. Yeah. It's just a phone, and boom, we're hooked up. We're ready to go. Yeah, yeah. You say that, but <laughs> give it to me, and I'll, I'll fuck it up. <laughs> Click, drop, all. Oh, son of a bitch. Yeah. No, no, we had like a whole bunch of questions for you, but like Chuck and I have been sitting here ranting and raving at each other about like every topic under the sun, and like I just want to bring you in, you know. <laughs> oh well, let me see what I can do. You do can we travel through these phones? Is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, That'd just bring awesome. you, bring no, you into these topics. Topics, that's you know? actually Skype. I think that's why. That's how you travel. <laughs> yep. Well, how you guys doing? I'm do, doing good. Yeah, it's uh, Chuck and Godless from the Metal Sucks podcast. Welcome. Thank you, dude. And <sighs> we've been we've been debating politics quite extensively lately. Uh, we were debating the restauranting, 
And then what was the other thing we were just just on? Oh, I forgot. Oh uh, my God! Was it? Was it so, oh, it was the the youth and bands. Youth the, and the, bands. The, the we're talking about the unlocking the truth and whether that that ship has just sailed and and that it's it's over. Youth and bands. Well, yeah, like y- like young people in bands. Like I have this theory that that. Uh, as soon as um, as soon as metal people find a find a group of kids that can play in whether it's baby metal or unlocking the truth or something like that, that we that we glom onto them so that we can suck all the life out of them and try to keep ourselves alive a little bit longer. We should make sure yeah. Mel's not fifteen before we ask this question. <laughs> I'm fourteen. It's okay. Um, but baby metal—that's who I would suck the life out of. <laughs> yeah. Do you, have you ever like actually taken the time to see what it is they're singing about? You guys know anything about the lyrics? Yeah, it's like bunnies and chocolate and stuff like that, isn't it? It's like, I like Smarties, but I'm too fat. I can't eat that. (laughs) It's fucking weird shit. I think it's kind of, okay, maybe it's a guilty pleasure. I think it's kind of fucking awesome. I can't help but, like, think that it's, it's pretty rad. But they're they're adorable, and that's what's really strange about it is that I think that the most dyed in the wool, like dark, doomy metal dudes are like, well, baby metal's kind of cool, <laughs> 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 you know, like it's kind of yeah. creepy in some levels, but yeah, I was about to say they're hot, and then I was like, whoa, 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 whoa wait, that's not what I meant. To say <laughs> <laughs> that's totally inappropriate. <laughs> it's only because they're t- 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 you know fourteen, but they're gonna be hot. Can can, okay. you, can no. you say that? I'm not talking about this anymore. <laughs> but the, the other thing we were talking about earlier that I want to talk to you about is this idea like, all right, so as the front person of the band, you're the one who's on the, the magazine covers. It's your voice we hear. You know, this is album number two. Like, you're in this, like, place of, like, leadership, not just in the band, but just in, in everything. Do you feel that? No, dude, I'm like, it's funny that you're at, we were just talking about this the other night, my bandmates and I, I fucking hate it so much. I think it's, I understand, I get it, that's been happening, you know, forever, it's not, it's not just like a new thing that people are focusing on, whoever's, you know, singing or whatever, leading the band, but I just think it's silly because I don't, I can't do anything that I'm doing without, you know, this collaboration it's like it, this is a this is a like a brain and we're we're all doing this together and the only reason i can come up with a decent melody is because of something someone else is doing and i i've always tried to not even tried i just automatically am like dude this is a band i don't i don't get it i mean i get it and i don't it's especially the whole like female fronted thing that's just a fucking that's a that's just silly to me but the thing is is that like you know the guitarist could and I, I don't know who your guitarist is, right? But your guitarist <laughs> could have somebody else play guitar, and it would sound pretty darn close. You could have the drummer could be replaced by another drummer, and it's going to sound pretty darn close. It might, you know, you got to get the right person, but you could do it. The, your voice is one of a kind, unique. I don't care how long they spend, you know, going over Southeast Asia trying to find a little boy who can sing exactly like you do. <laughs> it's not going to happen. I want somebody to do that, dude, so I can take the fucking night off sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, it worked for Journey, right? Yeah, it it actually did. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I mean, that you're crucial, and you're the only one who's crucial. I don't know, man. I mean, I hear what you're saying, but I guess because, you know, this is like my family, and I know these guys, and I know who they are, and, and you can emulate someone, yeah, sure, all day long, but there's a soul to each player. There's, there's a place that they go and there's, there's a vibe that they're putting out an energy that they're putting out. And it's 
so unique to each musician in this band. And when we get together, it's like, it's just this, this force that I've never, you know, I could, I could play with any, like someone that might be able to play exactly what Josh played or play what Evan or Will plays, but I wouldn't have that same connection, which I think is crucial to being, you know, a real band and being a band that, that moves people and that, and that, you know, I, w- I want to shake some souls up, you know, I want to, I want to take people somewhere and I could fake it and you guys wouldn't feel shit, but I'm playing with these musicians that feel the same way I do. And our energy combined puts something out that's very real and authentic. And I think that is what good music is because there's a lot of good music that's done, done, you know, people can play really well. And it's like, wow, that's, that was fucking incredible performance but where the hell is the soul? Like, there's I don't I don't feel that all the time when I'm when watching a band or listening to a band. But the bands that I do feel that from, that's unique and that's special. And I think you cannot emulate that. You can't fake that. That's a real thing. So I hear where you're coming from, yeah. But you know, I, I, that's the thing that's more important to me, I guess, is the the foundation of it all. Like, is it real, or are you just fucking like man and man, really? Like, you know, fuck that, dude. Anybody can do that all day long. You can learn how to be that but you can't learn how to have soul you can't learn how to be real and 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 put out an energy that's that's authentic it's you know and pure it's that that's special man that's magic and i'm so thankful that i found that with you know the people that i'm playing with now and i know they feel the same about me it's just that connection is is really important how do you how do you find people that have that sort of how do you go about that marijuana (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you just go through lineup changes, man. Weed, bro. Yeah, you have. <laughs> yeah, you just, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's taken, you know, I found Josh, Josh and I found one another almost 20 years ago, and we've been in bands together since then, and, uh, you know, and then we found Evan, who was just like us, looking for this thing that, that we've been looking for, and as soon as we found each other, we, like, held on real tight and we're not going anywhere. And then Will, our good friend that we just added into the band playing second guitar, like he's same vision, man. He was doing the same thing with his band Zoroaster for, you know, about 20 years and he couldn't get everyone to to feel the way he felt and the way we feel. And and we all found each other and shit, you know, hopefully it'll be like uh, 20 people 10 years from now. (laughs) Who knows? Never know. A lot of the scene, like the scene kind of where you are from, a lot of the bands that have come out of there are that way, or at least they, they appear that way on the outside. You know, a lot of the same members. I'm, I'm thinking of the the Kylazes of the world, but it's all the same, like the core members. And is it something different? Is it like a Southern thing? Because, I mean, we're I like to think it is because we're in Texas. So I'm a Yankee at heart. Oh, so then forget I'm it. Jersey. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, but no, man, I've never understood that whole, like, thing in the South. And, you know, Maybe, you know, now I think about it, and this is just, I'm thinking out loud, maybe it has something to do with the fact that this is, I, I hesitate to say spiritual, it's, it's more of an oppressive sense of, like, spirituality. There's a lot of people that have been in some sort of, like, like religious establishment, like part of a church. Like, a lot of us in the South are kind of forced to, like, you know, get your ass out of bed, we're going to church, and then, you know, whatever. And I think a lot of people break away from that. And maybe it's just more common here, especially in Georgia, for people to have that experience. When you break away from it, you know, it's my thinking, because it happened to me, that you're going to try to evolve and, like, find your own path and, you know, 
and find your own sense of spirituality. And maybe a lot of these people that are doing these amazing things like Mastodon and Kylissa and, you know, Baroness at one point being here in Georgia, like it, maybe there's that like thing with them. that's like, man, we're just, we're breaking out of this thing and, and we're finding ourselves and there's, and maybe music was that what they turned to as an outlet. And from that, you're, you're, we get the chance to experience something, you know, that's really beautiful that they're putting out. It's just like, man, this is real. Cause I know all those bands personally, um, you know, not all the members in Kylesa, but you know, I do know Laura really well. And, and I know the dudes in Mastodon and, and Baroness. It's like, dude, they're all, those dudes are not, none of those people are faking what they're doing at all. They're all coming from a very real place. And now I think about it. I wonder if it is, maybe it is a little bit of the South and like that aspect of it, you know, the religious bullshit. So when when did your break with church happen? What what was your, what happened for with for you with that? Oh, I was um, long long story short, I was into you know I grew up. My mom's from Spain. She's was Roman Catholic, very very strict Roman Catholic. Um, she moved. My dad lived in Spain, married my mom. They moved to Jersey. My dad continued like you know to take us to church. He asked my mom to leave the Catholic Church. They went to Baptist Church. My parents, my family, my household has never been religious. We were only religious at church because it was a show. Um, so I grew up like that. Needless to say, I was like, this is fucking stupid. I hate this so much, so I'm going to find something else. So I found, like, Satanism and witchcraft. wasn't all that serious about it because I was just a kid. And uh, then eventually, you know, I, I would dabble in all that. And then um, I met Josh in the late 90s, and he was part of a cult. He did not know it was a cult at, a t- at the time. And the original bass player and drummer of Royal Thunder back when it was a three-piece instrumental band and I wasn't even a part of it. Um, they were all in that cult for for a long time. And um, Was this yeah, one of those uh, cut off your balls because the spaceship's coming cults or was it something different? Um, it was a very, I'm never going to say the name of it because I don't want to you know paint that picture or like demonize anyone because they, they're, they're doing what they're doing. That's fine, whatever. I'm not here to, to tarnish anyone's name. But it was very charismatic Um they drew in a lot of like artists and musicians to make their, their church really hip. But, um, you know, long story short, I, I ended up quitting a lot of, you know, I was like, man, I'm going to stop doing drugs, all this stuff. This is a way to clean up my life. So in my early twenties, I had started going to this church, got kind of locked into it. Um, it was really fucked up. The last thing that happened to me, I was at a three day women's conference and was taken into these back rooms and, brainwashed into going uh, into this elevator in my mind and coming out from, uh, I think it was like 20-something, whatever, however old I was, I was like 25 or 6. And they're like, okay, go through every year of your life, come out of this elevator and go on this floor one, two, three, four. And it went, all, it went on for hours because I, I had to give them all my visions that I had for each floor. It was the most fucked up shit ever. Like, I was losing my mind. Um, and they did this to me for three days and eventually I was like, okay, something's not right here, man. I just like woke up like this isn't right. So there was a bunch of other shit like Blackwater Visions about that and uh, uh, even Floor on this new album that's about that church. And uh, but yeah, I just woke up one day. And I was like, I'm never fucking going back, man. So I went to the pastor and I was like, hey, I'm going to take some time off and thinking in my mind months actually thinking in my mind, run for your fucking life. <laughs> wow. And uh, wow. his pastor was like, okay, you can have next Sunday off. And I was like, uh, I'm going to need like a couple Sundays. He's like, okay, take this Sunday, but don't take more than two. 
I was like, all right. And, like, I had to go to his house to a meeting with Josh and sit down with this guy. And then we got in the car, and I was like, dude, I ain't going. I'm, I'm not fucking going back. And Josh was like, we, we have to. And I'm like, no, I'm not going back. He thinks I'm coming back in two Sundays. I'm not fucking coming back. And we never went back. And, uh, yeah, and that's what CVI was all about. It was about breaking away from all of that and, and like, erasing all, because we were indoctrinated, and, like, just taking all that and pushing it out of our minds and out of our souls and opening ourselves up and going, who the fuck are we? Because we just forgot. We were in a fog for Josh longer than I, but, you know, almost a decade for me, I was like, dude, who the fuck am I? And yeah, that whole CVI was a journey about that. And, um, yeah, so that was my involvement in the church. It was, and actually that's the short version. I, I'd, I'd like to write some memoirs someday about everything that went on in that place. But uh, Mel, that's a like awful story, but I bet you got some really great ideas to use towards the Royal Thunder fan club. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. I am <laughs> all about, yeah, the, you guys are going to really like us in a year. <laughs> you're not going to be able to help yourself. But what about, Larry, so when you're going through and you're reviewing your life in that much detail and exposing that much of it, I mean, that it's got to be difficult to not take away some positive out of that kind of introspection, no? Oh, dude, I'm, I, that is like, that is who I am. I don't go through, I don't waste any fucking time going through hard shit, which anyone and everyone's going to go through. Like, I don't waste any time not taking something away from it. Like, I, I haven't walked through the things I've walked through of my life to walk away and be like, oh, God, that sucks so bad. I don't play the victim. I'm like, man, what did I learn? What can I take from that? And how can I, you know, make some fucking lemonade? You know, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go on in my life. I'm not going to look back and I'm just going to move on. And, and I, and I've never, there's so much I learned and man, I, I don't, I don't regret it. And for a long time, I was ashamed about even coming out. Cause I have like Jesus tattoos and stuff that I could cover up because they're not fucking cool, but I don't give a fuck about being cool. I'm just going to keep sport, and I'm just like, dude, that's that's where I've been. That's like that's part of who I am, and that's my history, and I, I want to look back if I get to live to be, well, I don't know if I, if I get to live is the right word, but if I live to be 80, hopefully I feel good, and hopefully I can do that, but uh, I want to look back on that and be like, man, I remember those times, you know, and um, I was so ashamed of it for so long, but now I'm like, fuck it, dude, I'm 35, uh, whatever. Yeah, that's where I've been, you know? And I just didn't ever want anyone to think that's who I still was, you know? So so you talk about spirituality as being uh, something that you uh, find important currently, but obviously you're thinking about spirituality in a very different terms than what you used to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I um, I definitely know how to tap into this this thing you know, this energy, wherever it comes from, whatever it is, you know, it is that for me. Um, but it's very, very easy for me to tap into that and find, find that place that just kind of like pierces through my head and comes out of my, you know, my hands kind of thing. It's, and that's where I go when I play music. I, um, it's very easy for me to meditate, very easy for me to connect, you know, um, and I have my, my seasons of where I, I don't pay attention to it at all. And I feel myself kind of like, shrivel up and do a little prune but and i don't feel so great about anything but um for the most part i try to stay on it and because it's it's very freeing to me and you know, there's a lot of life in it uh, so yeah I, I definitely connect with like the earth and everything around me and i pull 
pull a lot of energy in and try to stay positive and just put out good shit, you know? So is the, the, the you know, your relationship with Jesus, quote-unquote, uh, seems to be, be you know... Oh, ne- I don't have a relationship with Jesus. Exactly, but as a result of these very negative experiences, mm-hmm. if you had had positive experiences within a church... Would it have gone... Would it have gone different? Drastically different. I don't know. I think I would have grown up and hopefully started thinking for myself, you know, if... if Has Jesus I mean, I, not talked to you personally? Jesus? Yeah, I hear that all the time. This is godless talking, by the way. So, um, you know, I, you know, I, I had my experiences, but who's to say? You know, I, I don't know what was really going on. It's like there's you can you give power to things. You know, who's to say what I believe in is even real? Because whatever you focus on, give energy and power to, it's going to be real. You know, that's it's it's like the power of intention, but it's. You know, the experiences I had, yeah, I was moved by certain influences, What you know, something in me being like, this is the right path, or this is the right thing, or this is kind of a, a tidbit of wisdom coming from here. I don't, the, only the dead know the truth, man. And even then, maybe they don't, you know? It's like, you, you only know what's there. Well, shit, I don't know who the fuck knows, but there's no one that can say they know 100%. You can think you know, but I think that's all, it's a power in your mind, you know? Well, we talked to Josh Scoggin, right, from um, uh, 68? Yeah, 68. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, he's like, I, I healed somebody, Jesus talks to me, the whole nine, right? It's the literal, the literal sense of, I, I've made this, like, physical connection. And here, I'm, you know, you're telling us that you've gotten more involved, more emotionally involved in, in your religion than anybody else I've ever spoken Actually, with that yeah. I can think of. But you still walked away empty, and that, I think, is pretty telling. You know, I don't feel like I walked away empty. I walked away... I took a lot with me. But not but Jesus. I, I found a new... I, I guess I see what you're saying by empty. I, I still... I didn't take on any of the, the deities that were presented to me and, like, said... Right, okay, yeah. This is, I'm, I'm thinking, I, I not empty of soul or right. anything like that. No, no, no. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, I yeah. found my own way. Yeah. I, I don't, I'm not... No man is ever going to, not not man in literal sense, like, you know, no human is ever going to stand in front of me and be like, this is this is what's real, and this is what you should believe. That's total bullshit. And, hey, more power to whoever that dude is, Josh Cocken, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, more power to him. Maybe that's it. Maybe because he believes it, there is power in it, man, because I believe in that. That's going back to the power of intention. Like, who knows? See, I hear I hear yeah. stories like his, and, and I walk away going, "What made you special that Jesus would talk to you?" But I think it's also what she's talking about is that it's in it's what you have in your head. That, of course, that, that's what I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah but, exactly. But I mean, if he is right, why would Jesus talk to him? Would ignore me completely because I'm a pretty nice guy. <laughs> Not and then, really. And then, and then, well, all right. And then there's Mel over here who is like, "I'm giving you every bit, every part of me." And yet, there's still silence on the end of the line. I think that I would resent that. I don't know because I didn't, you know, I didn't say there was silence, but there I did have my experiences. But what those experiences and what those things inside of me that I was experiencing and hearing and feeling, what those things were, a hundred percent. What you know, what were they? I can't say for certain because I don't know. I but I trusted that at the time. You know, I was hearing God, 
or the Holy Spirit, whatever it is that I thought I was hearing, they, just like that guy, it's like, man, I was like, where is this coming from? And in my mind, I'm like, that's, that's where it's coming from. But as I stepped away, those things became a blur to me, and I was like, I don't know who Jesus is, and I don't, I don't know what I believe about that. And I, you know, I walked away picking all those things apart and eventually stepping away and being like, this is what I do believe. And I do believe that there's energy in everything, and that is what I'm focused on. And, and I believe in putting energy out, and I believe in, you know, transmuting energy, all those things. That's, that's what I believe. But, you know, at the time, I did think that those, those, you know, moments of, you know, power and whatever was happening, I did feel like those were coming from a specific I, I wasn't like, oh, I think it's coming from here and there. You know, I, there, I did have my moments where I was like, oh, this is Holy Spirit, this is Jesus, this is God. But like I said, I outgrew a lot of those ideas and started asking questions. Well, yeah, because you, you start to put a label on it because it's what people tell you that label should be versus it right. being Gaia or Buddha or Yahweh or what, the grace or whatever it is, <laughs> that energy that you're feeling. Yeah. And it's whatever you you know. It's, yeah. This is what you, what, you, well, what you see and what you know. Mel, is it supernatural? I totally believe, dude, because um, I went, you know, in part of me stepping out and finding my own spiritual path, I went and did uh, several sessions with this pranic healer who used crystals, and, you know, it's everything that, well, not all churches, but it's what a lot of churches speak against and think is witchcraft and blah, 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 and I, I did a lot of, went to a lot of Reiki healing sessions and just trying things out, and I found this same spiritual experience. I found the same energies, and, the, and there was even one point in my first time ever getting pranic healing where the lady was pointing a crystal at me, my eyes were closed, and she's on the right-hand side of me, she's pointing a crystal at me and sending me this energy, and I open my eyes and I look over, and I'm like, I could feel you over there, I could feel you just like I felt the Holy Spirit when, back when I was in church. It feels exactly the same, That's and then I realized it's just, in my mind, I believe it's all the same. It's all just energy. We're just putting labels on it and calling, you know, whatever it is we want. But I do believe there is a supernatural. Fuck yeah, dude. I've experienced so many things. Unbelievable things. I do believe if you, and I think going back to like what you were saying, well, why would Jesus talk to him and not me? I'm a nice guy, whatever. Maybe that dude is more looking for it and seeking it out and putting all of his energy into it and meditating on it. And he's, he's putting in and maybe getting something back because he's so focused on it. But maybe you're just going through life, I don't know, and you're like, hey, man, I wish that would happen to me, but you're probably just going to go and drink some beer and eat some pizza, you know? And, like, what, what good is that going to do, you know? If you're, if that's what you want, then you have to seek it out, I think, you know? And I don't mean that in, like, a rude way. I hope that didn't come off as rude. <laughs> oh, well, I'm only a little offended. It's all good. <laughs> Are you serious? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I hope you're not. <laughs> but, but, no, but no, what I was thinking, I was like, so that, so basically it's the idea that we are all kind of an antenna, a spiritual conduit of some sort, whether or not we're open to it or not. And it's all about the energy that we receive f to and from the universe. But, but is it, because when I think supernatural, I think uh, outside. I like mean, Ghostbusters 2? Yeah, exactly. You know, like <laughs> something that's outside that's there. totally what I'm talking about, guys. Yeah. Ghostbusters is real. It's real. <laughs> It's one hell of a Twinkie. But but really, and so Mel, what is what would be like a supernatural experience that you couldn't explain by any other means? It would, that that the supernatural is the best explanation for what happened. Um, I you ever, you ever heard of like the Kundalini? 
and like seen the like someone's uh the yoga no well i guess it's a yoga thing too i'm not like i'm not super into it yeah yoga dude have you ever been to yoga class (laughs) (laughs) i was like yeah i don't know if i could pull off a downward facing dog then it's a miracle (laughs) yeah this is pretty fucking amazing like um kundalini spirit kind of stuff have you ever seen um god damn it what is it even called it's like it's like a chakra that's activated and oh. you can, like YouTube this shit and these people's it's like it's close to like your base chakra and they just kind of like they, it just kind of snaps and you go into this this whirlwind of this really crazy amounts of energy oh, I know and what you're talking happens, about it's um, happened to me and uh, in meditating it's like this it just gets activated and it's it's a really it's a, it's this strange rush but it all I mean all of it goes back to what you what you focus on because it's it can maybe i don't know man i just i i do believe that you're you have a very powerful mind and you have the ability to even if i wanted to have uh, like something within my chakras activated and 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 a spiritual experience happen i believe you can create that on your own i really do and um that i mean i can't really think of like i mean i could go into deep spiritual things where they, you know it's kind of vulnerable some of the things i've experienced and and a lot of it was back when i was in church and whatever but you know i do have i have felt moments and i like i said it's because i've put a lot of power and thought and energy into them i've ever received something back and felt cleansed and and high and centered and you know I don't know. I that happened. I've done a lot, a lot of acid in my lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say because that happened to me when like Gojira kicked in with the heaviest matter in the universe, when they opened it for Mastodon a few months ago. It's like it can come from anywhere and everything, and that to me says that's my brain shooting off all sorts of electrical signals, and it's doing shit with my body that we don't understand yet. But it's not supernatural. Or, or is that is it just that it's not? It's that energy. It's the energy that runs through the yeah. through, through the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah, you know. I I agree with both of you. I mean, I think it's just how you see it. Like, I could go to the Gojira show and the Mastodon show and sit there right next to you, and you can be like, "Oh yeah, like this is this is what's happening, dude," and it's you know cool. Get nothing. And I could look at you and be like, "Man, this is so fucking spiritual, dude. I, I feel changed right now." It's all about like you know our perspective and like what what we what we want to believe and what we want to see. It's like I can go to church and be super cold and sit there and be like fuck that that's bullshit that's like every time i you know we'll go through the channels if i'm at somebody's house that has like the fucking million channel fucking whatever the hell that thing is and you, dinosaur over here um you know and i can go through and see the christian channel and be like that's total bullshit but some old lady or you know not even old lady someone else is somewhere else and they're like on their knees and they're having a spiritual experience it's it's how you see it what you want it to be it's the power that you give it because I've seen neurosis and had my fucking life changed. I, right. I've stood next to Laura from Kyle S. at neurosis and been like, oh, my God. We're just looking at each other crying. I'm like, oh, fucking feel different, man. We're drunk. But like, I just felt, you know, different and changed. But And then the person next to us is looking at us like, you know, like, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to watch a show. Yeah, the only change I experienced with neurosis is when I paid $20 for a $15 Ken Mode t-shirt. <laughs> Sorry, that was a bad joke. <laughs> 
But I think that like we, nobody wants to die, right? Nobody, nobody wants to die. Even That's people. Bullshit! I know lots of people that want to die. No, they may want to blow themselves up. They want to do other stuff, but they always believe that they're being either taken away from something, someplace, or going to or be given going to something someplace else. Yeah. And but they don't want to die, right? So if I go to church and they're selling me this idea of eternal life, why wouldn't I want that? I want that more than anything I can imagine. That for me is the most terrifying thing. The thought of eternity, like living for eternity, that fucking terrifies the shit out of me. And it always has. I'm like, I don't live forever. Forever, dude. Yeah, it would be awesome. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, because think about it. Like, like you don't have enough shame in your life. <laughs> I, I, I've got plenty of shame. I don't want to live forever, man. I don't know. I just think of, like like my life. You know, when I was a kid, it was like you know I had three <laughs> channels on TV to watch. You know, there's no internet. No, life gets more and more awesome all the time. And the last thing I want to do is miss out on the next awesome thing. I don't know. I guess it depends. Like if it were here, on I don't know, man. It's just, I'm not going to think any differently about it. Not now. Maybe in time I will feel differently. But that always terrified me, especially when I was going to church. I was like, eternity? Yeah, with those people, yeah. But Well, and I think the idea, too, of, like, not, you know, if you're, you're going to live forever, uh, then you're kind of, it's kind of out of your hands. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. You know, like, being controlled and... Like, I, I would like, it, it, an end to things is kind of nice, you know? That's, that's the time to move on. It's like a rebirth. I've been, I've been working on this theory, like, that I think that, like, people who are all into, like, uh, you know, I want my music to sound this way, and I don't like these new bands that are changing the way I like my music. All they're doing is growing content with the boredom of the old shit, so that way they can grow content enough that they can just die, and they'll be okay with it. Whereas if you're always excited by new things, then you, you're never going to want to die because there's always something else coming along. Mm. See, I am that way. I, I am excited by life. I'm, I'm excited to fucking make mistakes and learn from them. I'm excited to go through things like going through that cult and coming out of it. I live for that. I live. I'm excited about life. I feel good about life. I have my bad days. Everyone does. But, you know, I agree with you on that. But I still... Don't want to live forever. I can't imagine you putting out an album and feeling like, yep, I finally said everything I want to say. I'm done. Oh, fuck no. That's not what I'm saying at all. <laughs> right, no, but I mean, I, that's what you're saying when you say that I don't want to live forever. You, no, When no, will you no, ever record it. an album where you go, nope, uh, okay, I'm content now. Oh, let me go. Or is it a reincarnation thing where that energy never stops? Like oh, you wind up coming back. That's man. bull. That, even, even Mel knows that's bullshit. It's, never, it's, never, it's not created or destroyed. <laughs> Who knows, man? Who knows? You, we don't, like you said, only the dead know. Oh, yeah. That reincarnation, that is bullshit. <laughs> I don't know, man. See, I'm with, oh, I'm with you. On. I'm with you. I have this. Uh, it, it's it's energy cannot be created or destroyed. There's got the soul is energy. It's got to go somewhere. Maybe so, but if you wake up on a planet that's like a billion and one light years away, I no, mean, I'm not talking Scientology. That that's, sucks. You know. well, but I mean, that's where the energy goes. It goes <laughs> out. It doesn't stay on Earth. You don't go into a a tree necessarily, I don't know, man. I think shit. I think you do. I think you could. 
You could. It's possible. But what are the likelihoods when this this planet that we're on is so incredibly, incredibly tiny compared to the size of the universe as a whole? There's energy in it, man. There's so much energy in it, and I do believe it's it, it's recycled. Yes, but wh- recycled where? It could b- go anywhere see, in see the universe. Now, see, now I feel like none of this matters anymore, man. <laughs> well, that's why I, I'm just saying no, nobody should want to die. die. <laughs> Let's just all fucking die. <laughs> Be done with it. <laughs> Chuck doesn't like new music. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> all that to say. <laughs> all that to say. The new album. Yeah, right? <laughs> So, so yeah, Melly, this is good talk, this is good talk man. This is, oh, this no, is no, no. This, this is how this is how we roll. We, we love talking about music, but hell, when we get into stuff like this, it's even better. <laughs> yeah. So, what's going to be more important to you? Is it the chart position when this album comes out, or outdoing the sales you did last time? None of those things, dude. And I mean that a hundred percent. I don't give a fuck about any of that. I really do not. I don't Google anything about us. I really, really don't care. I mean, I'm a nice person. I care that people care about what we're doing. Your PR person just emailed Chuck and said, stop the interview right now. (laughs) Yeah. I'm actually trying to multitask here, and I've I've got you on speaker, but I'm like, please, can you guys cut this off now? (laughs) Um, Anyway, but, yeah, dude, I I really don't care. This is not, this is not, we're not trying to do anything. We're not trying to be anything. We're not, we don't have a fucking chart in the, you know, we don't have a fucking, what what do you call them, vision wheel or, vision board in the band room that's like in five years we better be as successful as this and that and that's to me that's all bullshit this isn't a popularity contest for us so then about anyone getting a bunch of money or being huge this is what we've been doing this kind of shit this you know making music and creating art and just being the people we are since we were fucking kids and we're just lucky enough that people care and and honestly, if we kept it the way it is now, and we were just in our 16-passenger van that we hope makes it to, like, South by next week, like, <laughs> as long as we fucking have that, and we can travel and be together and listen to music and eat shitty food and drink beer and play music live, like, that's all we care about. And I thought everyone was stealing music these days anyway, so fuck it. Like, what does it, <laughs> what does it even matter? Aren't, and people are, like, buying fans or fans, or non-fans, whatever, people are just, it doesn't fucking matter anymore. I don't, you know, I hope good things happen, but I'm here now, and that's what I'm living for. I've got today to do. I don't have time to think about, or I don't even dream about it being huge. What does it fucking matter? What does it fucking matter? It's a hat, man. I could have, I could lose everything tomorrow. You know, it's just a band at the end of the day. It's like, dude, it's a fucking hat. But you do good stuff. You believe in what you're doing. You want to be heard. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I believe in us 100%. I believe in myself. I believe this is what I was meant to do. And if it's what I'm meant to do and it's, it, it, and it's a real thing, then I just kind of have this hope that, man, this is going to go to good places. This is going to go down a good path because, you know, we're good people. We mean well. We're fucking being real about what we're doing. And we can't, we can't steer the ship. We can't make people love us or hate us. And that's not a focus for us. Like, man, it is what it is. And we're here now. We're doing what we do. If fucking good things happen, fuck yeah. Come our way. That's awesome. Like, we'll take it. But if it doesn't do anything, that's okay too. Cause I'm not, I'm not miserable. I've had some fucking great times. Just, <laughs> if I could just strip everything away and just focus and, and say the only life I've ever lived is being in a band that's on tour or playing live music. 
if I only had lived that life, everything else awesome that I've ever experienced off to the side, I'd be fucking happy, dude. It's the best shit I've ever done. It's 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 a great. It's the most alive I feel is when I'm doing all those things that 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 I do when I'm in this band. That's awesome. I mean, like that's yeah. that that's awesome. That's that, that's the kind of shit I love to hear. I mean, your record label hated it, but the but, rest of us <laughs> love to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Crooked Doors. Yeah, Crooked Doors comes out in April. Uh, hell, you guys getting coverage on NPR and shit now, and yeah, some good stuff happening. Yeah, man, it's good stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. Awesome. I'm excited, and this was really fucking fun. I, I, I'm, I'm glad you guys set this up. This is really great.
subscribe to the Metal Sucks Podcast today. Song called Loyalty from Killswitch Engage on the Metal Sucks podcast. That's off the uh, Game of Thrones, the Catch the Throne mixtape 2. 
that's uh, out now for free on iTunes. It's got a couple of metal songs on there. Mushroom Head, uh, Anthrax, Mastodon. That's not a metal song. Yeah, it is. The Mastodon track is not a metal song. It's a metal band, bro. It's a metal band doing a non-metal. I don't even know what they're doing. Yeah. That is, the, the Kill Switch song is a metal song. Yes, but the Mazadon song it's sounds a like song. It, mm-hmm. it comes. It, it really does sound like a bonus track off of uh, Sepultura's Roots. Na, 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 na. Yeah, there, there's a reason why I didn't play it. Yeah, no, in this I'm the reason you didn't play it. Oh, yeah, that, <laughs> what the that's hell, dude? Probably true. I probably would have played it. But dude, people are homers for. I, t- I told you you don't understand Mastodon. Yeah, you're a homer for Mastodon. I am a homer for Mastodon. Uh, I, but I'm also saying that that's not the greatest song in the world. No. <laughs> No, but no, 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 but I'm not like going. It's fucking awful either. So it's like, well, eh, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm dude. Seriously, anybody else does that song, you're like, I don't know what they're thinking. But because it's Mastodon, everybody thinks that there's something special going on inside that recipe that somehow makes it taste said, delicious. That's but what it, I said. You don't understand it. I don't understand it. Yeah, no. the way I look at it is, I wanna. I'm tasting it. It tastes like shit. I don't care what you think you put in that recipe. It's sh- it's shit. That it's food. But Mastodon food. is one of those bands that gets a pass. I mean, uh, they will they will get a pass until they make load, until they make reload, until they go through that fa- that phase when they make the just the awful stuff. Then they will. At some point, they're going to make a record that's going to just completely go off the fucking chart i'm trying to think if like all right if we did the metallica versus mastodon like comparison mm-hmm. is is this song you know is this it, what what is it compared to what metallica I, did i don't think metallica ever did anything I personally, really weird well i personally think that 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 like if you if you start to like compare their career side by side or something like that and you put in albums versus albums you know the black album would probably like be like um uh the hunter you know like the hunter is one of those records that has got like pop song vibes to it i don't what the fuck are we talking about i don't know i wouldn't even suggest that they've even gotten to their black album yet and they may not have this is the this is the first track out their black album and maybe this is nothing else matters yeah why are even uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah no (laughs) metal elitist Okay, we're we've drifted way off the path again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but we're telling it like it is, and see that's the thing is that there needs to be people who say no, that is shit, and I don't like it because it doesn't follow that what what it, what it's always that know? I can agree with. I think that every band needs to have somebody that is willing to go. Yeah, dude, you missed it. You might want to rethink that. Yeah, you might want to let Brent sing again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like. Yeah, somebody's got to like go. Hey, dude, yeah. come on, man. Yeah, get the van, get those guitars out of the van and plug them in. <laughs> hey, man, that's what There's needs nothing to happen. wrong with that, man. It's all good, dude. You're being a, you're being elitist. But, but Doc here seems to think that like this sort of stuff is what like well, th- but, this is good so, or this but what is we're, we but what we're doing is, ac- is exactly what we're going to talk about in in our segment with Doc because. It's all about metal nerds that are talking shit about bands that are making music that people like, and that's why it sucks. Right. Because other people like it, 
just because they do, just because we hate it because it's not Leviathan does doesn't mean that you know it's not Blood Mountain. So that means it's got to be terrible, dude. You fart in my mouth. I'm going to tell you, <laughs> get the fuck out of my face. And he does so <laughs> to Doc. <laughs> uh, not so much. <laughs> not in so many words. Doc Coyle is going to reject our sickness on metal Puritans on the Metal Sucks podcast. So a few weeks back, we were talking about. Uh, uh, I think we were talking with uh, with Vince from from uh, Metal Sucks about metal elitism and and it came up in some kind of discussion. But also, uh, you know, Doc, who loves to reject our sickness, had a recent post in his new um, new outfit. New do, do we call it? Do we call it a job, Doc? I mean, what do we call it <laughs> over at VH1? I am a freelance columnist. I would say, but Could- it's not job. I don't know. I don't call it a job. Anything you like doing, I wouldn't call a job. And considering I was doing it, essentially doing the same thing in my own free time for fun and as a point of expression for a while. So it's it's just a really great opportunity. And somehow it found its way in, in, in my lap where now all of a sudden I, I apparently have a voice that carries a little bit farther than it did before. Well, Kick congratulations. Ass. That's cool, man. It's a, you know, a step in the in the upward direction, I guess. Well, th- thank you, and I definitely look at it as a big responsibility because you put something out there in the ether. If I say something stupid or misrep- misrepresent myself or th- this community, and I really do feel it's a community, it's something I'm involved in. I'm always obviously been doing it for a long time, and I'm always out at shows. I'm not one of these guys that's going to write something and hide out. I'm there. I go and I, ha- you know, people message me about something either yay or nay and will and i'll you know people comment on something i'll i'll get i'll have the debate it's not about pissing people off for the sake of pissing people off it's if i put something out there i have to really be able to back it up with some kind of salient argument but you have been pretty effective so far at pissing people off yeah congratulations all right (laughs) i have i have but i I can't like I said, I keeps it real. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. So you did your top fifteen list of things that to get excited for for two thousand fifteen, and people went nuts over your list. And so you responded to them while talking about your perspective on what you called metal elitism. Well, actually, I think the heavy metal puritans, that, exactly pure purism, which I think. Elitism is something that is involved in every subset, whether it's hipsters, that people who like indie rock, whether it's comic book nerds. I think elitism in any fandom, there's elitists or people. There's elitists who only go to certain types of restaurants, you know, who are foodies, who are elitists. There are people who only drink certain kinds of wine. So what I'm talking about, and I think what the piece is more about, is about purism and purism in any I think in any form is just dangerous it's a kind of a dangerous type of thinking and I, I have one little paragraph where I make an illusion to an idea like Arianism or something like this and obviously it's and I think some people could look at at the Caucasian tint of heavy metal and, and think that I'm, I'm making a one to two comparison that's not really what I'm meant to do but I feel like that mentality is similar though they're comparable they're not necessarily 
related, but they're like they're parallel. It's parallel type of thinking. Well, it's the idea that things are black and white. It's yes or no. It's positive or negative, and that's it. There's no gray area. There's none of that. And then those people surely exist, especially in metal. I, you see it all the time. Well, it, like I said, it goes in every realm. There's, I'm sure there's people who are punk rock diehards who they only like these types of punk rock bands. I know coming from the hardcore scene where it was a lot, there were certain people where hardcore, what I consider to be traditional hardcore is such a small box. It's so, in order to do anything new, you have to leave the box. And that will ultimately piss some people off, especially if you started very traditionally. But isn't it great that those people exist? Because otherwise, nobody's got anything to fight against. You need somebody to be fighting against in order to, you know, sort of strengthen your resolve. You know, if you're not swinging punches at somebody, then what what are you doing? Well, I just don't think, or what I I feel that mindset has kind of taken root in a broader way in the modern internet era like i feel like those voices seem to carry a lot louder and it's a lot of people patting each other on the back and talking about yeah we're great and this awesome you know it's, i don't know it's just it seems and maybe that's just because of where i'm at and especially something like this where if i post a blog that i do on my social networks of course i i'm going to hear good feedback right but let's say metal sucks posted on their facebook they don't know me so that's where people are talking shit you know and that's where i'm gonna hear so and, but it's not i don't view it as like they're bad people or i hate those people or i don't even take it personally in a way i find that way more interesting than just people who agree with me or gonna tell me i'm doing nice like i'd rather actually have the debate and say all right well you disagree with me, with me can you give me some type of argument? Let's have the debate. And usually, nine, nine times out of ten, I feel like I, I come away from it pretty strong because a lot of those people, they're so, they're so stuck in one way of seeing things that they can't really get out of that. It's already in, – in, in a lot of ways, it's funny, after this, this last piece, there's people who would comment and they write this big thing. And pretty much, they would be – they're exactly what I, would, I described. Like, that's the reason why they're taking it so personally, is that it basically describes their mentality to a T. And I think in a lot of ways, if you go down piece by piece, I basically created a stereotype of what the, a metal purist is. And I think that's all that always bothers people. People are really irked by stereotyping, even if it's true. You know, <laughs> if it was like, it's like black people got big dicks. And, you know, if you black and you got a big dick, you're like, I guess, yeah, that's kind of. That's kind of true, but you still, and you happy you got a big dick, but you're, you're still like, hey man, don't assume I got a big dick just because I'm black. <laughs> and, or if you're Jewish and you're good with money, are you kind of, it's like, you don't want people to tell you you're good with money. You're like, why are you being stereotypical with me? Just because I'm good with money. It's not because I'm Jewish. I just happen to be good with money. And you're like, okay, sure. <laughs> sure, buddy. <laughs> you know, it's, it's very uncomfortable to, to kind of, so when I kind of, I feel like I call people out. On that, and I part of this stuff I can say because I feel like I was in that mentality myself. Like if I go back to like 2099, I was listening to a lot of stuff. But when it came to metal, I was all about Dimmu Borgir, Arch Enemy, like very European, very pure 
sounding stuff and i know i love that stuff it's not i'm not dissing the style of music i love it you know i don't and i, don't, and I think some people view, view that view that especially when i kind of called out the europeanness and saying how that's something that's highly regarded people got pissed off because they're they're like hey whoa 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 it's getting a little bring up that racial stuff let's get a little weird i'm like listen i love that shit too you know, I love it, but I can still, you can still love something and, and, and say, hey, I love this, but guess what? I also love a whole bunch of other things too, you know, and and that's my main thing is like, we don't have to just like one thing or be like, it has to be this way, or I can only like Amon Amarth and I can't like every time I die. I just or, think that like when you're like, oh, well, th- th- this is the taking over, this is the, the prevalent audience and the numbers don't support that. I mean, more people are going to pay to see in this moment in 2015 than are going to pay to see Amon Amarth. You know what I mean? Uh, y- mm, yes and no. I mean, uh, in this moment, isn't going to headline Vakken. You know, I think it's all, I guarantee you, Amon Amarth is just as big in Europe as in this moment is here. And Amon Amarth is not small in America. No, I'm not saying that they're small, but I guess what I'm saying is basically, you know, those bands that are being, you know, uh, attacked by the so-called Puritans of the scene are generally the bands that are going to do better than the bands yeah, well, that they the sell majority, Yeah, than, than the majority of bands that are... And so therefore, the, the, that means that the audience is larger for those that are outside of these uh, the, the aesthetic values of these Puritans than the, uh, than the bands that the Puritans uh, celebrate. So the question is, is that are the, are the Puritans... Uh, is that pure, purism basically... Uh, just an an anomaly. Like it's it's the it's the thing that we we can hear it. It's louder. It's more vocal because now we can hear it more than we ever used to be before. If somebody got pissed off at something that you wrote uh, somewhere, they would have to write a letter to your PO box. They would have to put a stamp on it. Go to the mailbox, put it in the mailbox, and send it. To now it's like boom, we can send it anywhere. Puritans it can go anywhere. serve a purpose. I and I agree. I think I think that they, that we they need are those. a benefit a benefit to the scene we should be very happy that they are with us. well you never want to quell that voice right no i'm not i'm not trying to quell any voice and i i don't even i'm not even really putting forward the hypothesis that that's the predominant thinking i don't think that's true i'm not saying it's a predominant thinking. i'm not saying it's taking over and that's the dominant that's that's what's kind of coming really falling on everyone if you if you think about it think about a band like nickelback they sold oh, please. untold. Don't, don't make me do that. <laughs> Why can you think of? Can you think of a Nickelback song? Make, sing a Nickelback song right I, now. I cannot, Never made it as a blind cannot, man. I cannot. Never I made cannot. it as a poor man either. <laughs> I cannot. I cannot. See, see them hits, man. Can't stop uh, the hits. Oh, I but know. I'm saying, but think about it. But just, but just think about a band like that. They sold untold millions of records and play arenas, but you don't really know. Any Nickelback fans that are vocal? Well, maybe you guys live in Texas, so maybe you do. But, <laughs> but it's they're like the silent majority, right? Right. Like the like the, the the bands in that realm that are these huge bands that are not quote unquote cool. There's not a lot of cheerleaders out there or these vocal people. But obviously, when you you come with these internet nerds and they're spouting about this band and this this unheralded band or you know it's i was really just responding to people who responded to my list and they were very vocal and they were like this isn't metal and this isn't metal this this motherfucker doesn't know what he's talking about i'm like well okay that you're you're right 
this, you know, trash talk isn't metal. I actually, you said I, that. The, I said, are they a hardcore band? Are they a punk band? It doesn't matter. I, I specifically talk about what each band is. Yeah. Uh, the, the band Painted Wives, they're a metallicized hard rock band. So, um, so I, I, I put that out there, but I was asking a different question. I was saying, all right, yes, this isn't quote unquote metal, but should that matter? And All right. Should it should it should shouldn't it just be, you know, under the umbrella of heavy music, which I think is much more. That's that's just so much more interesting to me. And I think like the hardcore thing, if you have if metals in this box and anything outside the box is not metal, you in order to innovate, you have to leave the box. Yes, you and, have. To. And at this point, so many bands have incorporated so many other just heavy other genres into what they're doing that in so many ways, metal has to incorporate and be considered uh, – hardcore has to be considered uh, at least a, a, a subset of metal that touches it somehow. You know, It's not like the roots come from the same place. But at the same time, you can't, you, you can't vilify or you can't you – you've got to hold up those people that are kind of those purists that are those elitist – that 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 want to keep things the way that this is death metal this is how death metal is because if you don't have that then you don't have there's like it feels like there's no spine to it either you know because because you sort of want that I, I want those purists out there kind of driving things home a little bit because if they're, just, if they're not there i just want i want them to exist mud. i want them to exist so that the next tech death band that is doing something completely different is going to piss them off they need people to piss off and that's can good I, can i make I'm, I'm gonna make a quick quick point and it's really about biography and being from there's there's no mystery that all the the bands the new wave bands came from the northeast because the thing about that scene at that time and that er area is that the nor northeast of the U.S., it's like cities, it's like urban and suburban kind of mix, and things are really mixed up. You know, like everyone, you know, and, and I remember, God forbid, doing shows, and there would be an emo band, there'd be a death metal band, there'd be a straight-edge hardcore band. There were just weird, these weird, crazy lineups, and everyone was kind of into everything. And I, and it was only after leaving, you know, kind of moving out in the world and you see that, oh, everyone didn't come up like that. And I know it was the same way in Massachusetts with, you know, the overcast guys and the shadows fall guys. And they were coming from these, you know, maybe not quite as diverse as the scene we came in, but then you look at Richmond, Virginia, you know, where Lamb of God comes from. And I remember we went, we hang out with them and they would play us you know, this, you know, this band RPG and this local band and this, you know, and like Mark Morton plays in a country band. And, you know, the, there's a reason why our bands from that era came out as kind of like this blend, you know, it's like a little bit of hardcore, a little bit of death metal, a little bit of Scandinavian stuff, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And just the homogenization of, of you no, know, this is the way it is. It's just fucking boring. It's just fucking boring. Like going to a show and it's seven death metal bands that are just in just blast beat. All right, I get it. How about mix it up a little bit? I that's that's my preference. What's weird is that like I have a poster on my wall from from a birthday show that I did with a bunch of local bands, right? And it was from ten years ago, and it is uh, got 
brutal death metal on it. It's got one of our local black metal bands. Then it's got this groove metal stuff. That's got stuff that sounds like Pantera, a little bit of metalcore, you know, all this different stuff that, that was all over it. And then I think maybe just a few years later, a show like that and you know if the the place is packed you know i remember it being you know like three four hundred people packed into this little room to go see this show and it was all these different types of styles of metal and then maybe just a couple years down the line the same kind of bill not even close couldn't could not even get a hundred people through the door because of exactly what we're talking about suddenly these people only wanted to hear death metal only wanted to hear metalcore and it seems like in the last five ten years ish it's really started to boil itself down into these little isolated isolated groups more so than it ever had been before i think that's a product of of the modern age in general because you can essentially it's like i'll say this so if you type a word in a Google a search word and I type into my Google, we actually get different results Boots. based on our previous search history, based on these algorithms. And the way it is now is there's not one source. Like back in the day, we all watched the same MTV and we couldn't choose what videos. We just all listened to. We all listened to the same radio stations and we were, there were these gatekeepers and they gave us stuff. And then we're like, okay, thanks for the stuff gatekeeper. And then now everyone can essentially pick their lane and customize every experience. I can pick my own Spotify station. I can go find my favorite band on YouTube. I can go and you can essentially, you know, uh, cultivate your own experience. And once you get there, it's just, and it's the, your one little corner. And now this is a, you know, a room with not 90,000 walls and everyone has their own corner. And which is it's cool. It's actually kind of cool if you're into that one thing. But if you're not open minded and you're and you're not exploratory, I think it's different. I'm sure there's I think young people, I'm sure, are probably fairly exploratory and, and doing and checking out new things. But guys that are older, you know, in, in our age group that are set in their ways, I'm sure they're just going to kind of stick stick to where they're at. You know, it's it's, it's a very interesting trend. Um, I've talked about it a, a, a little before when I did my state of the union, just saying how everyone's kind of the king of their own little castle. You know, you have like, here's the biggest scene metal core band. And here's the biggest death core band. And here's the biggest, uh, pagan fucking whatever. But you know, it's like, everyone is like the little, no one really wants to be the next arena band. I think that's almost too crazy to think about. So everyone mm-hmm. says, you know what? I'm just going to be the king of my little thing here, I love, which is fine. I love the way that everybody's focusing on their castle. They're decorating it, the whole thing. And it allows me to come in on my horse and visit castle after castle after castle. And the, each one is becoming more and more beautiful than ever because people are not like being generous. They're just focusing on their one thing and making it better and more awesome and has more of its, you know what I mean? It's decorated better. I think that's great. I, I say yes and no. You ever see? Actually, this is a rhetorical question, but you ever seen a band, like a brand new band, like a, like Metal Blade signed this new band. They're young and they're all wearing T-shirts of other metal bands. And based on the T-shirts that they're wearing, you know exactly what they sound like. But it's never like, oh, this guy's wearing, you know, a Melvin shirt, and then this guy's wearing, 
you know, an at the gate shirt and this guy's wearing a Led Zeppelin shirt. No, it's like that guy's wearing White Chapel. <laughs> that guy's wearing Job for a Cowboy. That guy's wearing Black Dolly Murder. It's all like, I think these, a lot of the younger metal kids, they just get into, into one group of bands and it's so derivative of that previous grouping of bands that you pretty much know what it's going to be. And I think Phil Ensemble had a great statement where he said, back in the day, you know, a band would be influenced by like 15 bands. So like what became of Pantera, it wasn't just that they were listening to Exhorter. It was also Ted Nugent and Kiss and Van Halen. And it, the, it, it was a really wide variety. Whereas like he's like, back then we'd rip off 15 bands, but now guys don't like people get in the band they're only ripping off three bands so the the lineage it's eight it's much easier to trace where those influences are coming from and it's and it's just it's just not quite as interesting when you when you when the the you're drawing from such a small amount another, of another inspiration you're another shapes kids minds like saying well you know back in the day i yeah. tell you what the way the way we used to do things used to be more awesome than now i'll tell you what <laughs> it's rock and roll has got to go <laughs> i think it's a great i think it's a great point though i don't even think it's that back you don't have to go that go no. back that far you can take a band like opeth who to a lot of people is like wow that's really really original but i think if you knew all the, if you knew all the weird records that Michael had and all the stuff he was drawn from, it probably wouldn't seem quite as original. But he's pulling from so many different sources that it's it's just curated in a way that that's that's come and also the execution. Yeah, it's a, obviously you can't you can't really as possible. Yeah, you just can't recognize it because of all so many things that are thrown in, in into that mix into that thought process yeah. and writing process. So yeah, yeah. But I listen. I I think you know you can say whatever you want about Phil. I think he's a wise person. I think his perspective, you know, that guy, no one has lived that life and seen the things and, and that's right. God, <laughs> I think God, we got, I think, let me tell you something, motherfucker. Metal grasshopper. I think we got a future topic for rejecting. The we're going to have to talk a little bit more about Phil and Somo another time. Yeah. Phil and Somo. I am the kid. <laughs> well, dude, uh, look forward to the more, uh, more articles that you got coming up on VH1.com. As well as uh, you know, you're on Facebook and everywhere else, dude. You're 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 just a media monster now at this point. Thank you, Doc. Thank you, guys. Yeah, he's still wrong. It doesn't matter. It's, <laughs> sorry, Doc. We love you, but uh, but no matter what, I don't. I don't care. We can't. We agree to disagree. But that no, dude, no. every time he posts something now on VH1.com, is like everybody's talking about. It. I know. I've got I like know. friends of friends and friends of friends of friends who are like Facebooking conversations about Doc's. I forgot he he, he wrote one, and I I made a comment on his post, and then I uh, got into it with. <laughs> it's uh, like son of a bitch. Damn it. 
Uh, I lo- but I love it. Love ta- I love talking about this stuff. That's a, the that's what we that's what we live for is the debate, right? Yeah. You know, so it's so much fun. And Doc is actually a really really good sport about all this stuff. That's why we bring him in. That's right. So the, thank you, Doc, for rejecting our sickness, and thank you, Melanie Parsons, for uh, such a great interview. And awesome, yeah, really, it was great talking to you, and and a lot of fun. Yeah, a hell of a lot better than talking to Ted Nugent. You <laughs> <laughs> a little firestorm on Twitter on a, a calling Ted Nugent out there, bro. Yeah, but notice the dude didn't reply. No, didn't really? reply. No way. I never would guess. It's okay. Maybe someday we'll we'll we'll, we'll sick you on Ted someday. That'd be so good. I, and I, I want I want Ted and I want uh, who were we talking about the other day Tipper Gore. Oh yeah, I want the Tipper Gore talk because I'll okay. bet you she's like like death core to the you know <laughs> to the core now. You know what I mean? I really? Mean, she totally changed. Really? I bet you that was the split. Well, you with know her now the the shitty thing that we, massages. We, we probably could have got her this weekend. Yeah, Al Gore was in town. Yeah, but Tipper's nowhere near where Al is. Well, maybe. No. Why? Because they split. Oh, did they? Yeah. I didn't. Oh, no. Yeah, I guess I'm he, not paying attention. He's got a thing for massages. Don't we all? Uh, <laughs> I mean, that goes without saying. You know, with the- Mia yeah. Khalifa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. All right. A little happy ending? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the rub and tug? Oh, well. So, no wonder she- Yeah, now, now she's got a whole nother- uh, never mind. I don't, <laughs> start, I don't even want to think about that. Don't finish the joke, right? Yeah, I don't want to finish the joke because, yeah, just, never mind. Yeah, I don't, I don't even want to go there. I, I just don't have it in me right now. Neither does she. All right, so we got to wrap it up, man. Make sure that you are subscribed to us on iTunes. Uh, just search for Metal Sucks uh, Podcast on iTunes. You can find us, subscribe to us, leave us a couple stars, tell us we suck. No, all five stars. And please. then you can find us on Stitcher and all that good stuff, all those other podcast apps, and, of course, Monday at Metal sucks.net and that's where you will find us yeah, pretty much every monday and at the bottom of those posts you will find a speak pipe link feel free to comment about anything that we're talking about or if you got a topic starter idea or anything like that hell if you got somebody you want us to talk to leave it to us uh leave, leave us a message and maybe we'll play it on the uh, show and talk about your topic right here on the metal sucks podcast uh we also we need to repost oh we posted that link in last week's episode uh with y'all for oh. unsigned bands oh, so if you, if you guys are in an unsigned band look at ep- last week's episode and you can find that link and submit your band for one, one minute, minute to midnight. midnight so yeah there's a couple things that you guys need to do as well all right follow cool. you on no control radio uh, and at bearded ape that is my uh, personal account and you are at godless speaks on and, the old twitter and, box and now on facebook oh what oh yeah, yeah you're gonna pay but yeah i'm also crushing people and uh carbon poker at godless speaks and <laughs> i am uh, uh spotifying at godless speaks so you know just look up godless speaks i pop up everywhere there's so many things that people need to do next week <laughs> and we will be uh, enjoying south by southwest yes on friday doing. we'll be doing a panel please come out if you are a south by southwest attendee uh the art of the interview uh with uh, uh ryan downey from superhero management and um Oh, Jan, I can't pronounce her last name. It's got so many uh, consonants. Consonants. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. Uh, from uh, Cream Magazine. It's going to be uh, You better chaos. figure that out before Friday. Yeah. I, dude, <laughs> trust me. And then, of course, we got the, uh, the the Metal Suck Showcase, which is on Wednesday night. The that's Metal right. Injection Showcase, which is on Thursday night. Man, that's and, 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 so, <laughs> <laughs> and there's uh, uh, yeah, a big, big, long-ass list of metal out oh, there. Oh, d- dude. How many times are you going to see – all right, what's the one band that you want to see the most, and how many times will you see them? 
oh, well, the band that I want to see the most out of them all is Royal Thunder. No, I mean, I, 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 I do want to see them, but I think they're only playing one time. But yeah. the band that I want to see the most is probably Fallujah. Uh, huh. I want to see them again. I want, to, I want to see if the test is still good. I saw them during Summer Slaughter. And they're playing the Metal Suck Showcase. And I really want to see them again, to, to see them in a nightclub and see if they, they were, were as good as I remember them being on Summer Slaughter. Oh, yeah, they're on the Metal Sucks uh, uh, Yeah, with, Nor- with Norma Jean and Byzantine and all yeah. that. So, Legion. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So cool. I'm looking forward to that. Cool. I think if I got my shows right. I think you're right. Am I right? Okay. I'm pretty sure you're right. Arch Spire and Myrone. Yeah. <laughs> Myrone. Dude. <laughs> dude. Vince. <laughs> Come on, dude. I will be like tweeting right. like crazy during South by South. Yeah. I so, know it. I just got to find nuts. that backup battery on my phone. Somewhere. All right. We got to shut the hell up and get the hell out of here. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Thank you again for listening to the Metal Sucks podcast. <laughs>